0: Thank you. Welcome to Share Truth, Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined as always by Cedra Sarton. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. I'm fantastic. <laughs>
1: At the time of, uh, of this... I am in the middle of moving. Yes. So uh, yeah. that's never my favorite.
0: No, it, it never goes as smoothly as you would like for it to. Go.
1: Oh, it's absolutely not. And uh, I, you know what though, we're going to be okay. Yeah. My sister told me that I could. Uh, you can have your nephew's bed. My three year old nephew. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which it's big enough for me to fit into. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm forever grateful that. Uh-huh. Uh, that there are people who will let me stay with them. So
0: yeah, I'm, I guess that, that's always good. You know, not everybody has family yeah. who's willing to do that. Um, and hopefully, you know, they'll be willing as long as it takes,
1: you know? Yeah. I'm hoping it, <laughs> as long as it takes is a, a short period a of short time. Period of so, time yeah. Um, and if you're listening and you don't know who we are, we're a ministry that reaches out to young Christians, college age up to mid thirties. We have content, um, here that, lot of written content Mm -hmm. so through the magazine of afa called the stand that we have pages that go out dedicated to engage content and we also have content that goes on the online blog the stand so if you can go to afa.net slash the stand where you can find all that there
0: yes read uh read all of our articles and then you can send us uh your comments questions and what have you to faq at afa.net no engage faq at afa.net yes engage faq at afa.net yes all right uh well this episode we have uh chris woodward again with us um we're doing that monthly check-in with chris to see what's going on in the world and what we need to be aware of and how to pray through the news so chris
1: and just welcome yeah just one quick thing chris we want to thank you so much for taking time (laughs) to be with us (laughs) And for recording with us to go on AFN mm-hmm. and to support us as we do our Orange Letter campaign. Yes. This fall, smack dab in the middle of it, this mm-hmm. recording. So if you don't know anything about the Orange Letter campaign, I know American Family News posted about it. so yes. go to, You can go to AFN.net and see where they posted about that and lots of other things. Mm-hmm. Anything going on in the news. So check that out. And if you want to write your letter to persecuted Christians and missionaries all over the world, you can go to EngageMagazine.net. Right. So yeah. Take it away, Chris. <laughs> well, thank you very
2: much. Yeah, we did have a story on AFN.net this week about the Orange Letter campaign. Continue to check the website because mm. the deadline is in, uh, you know, you still got time. Yeah. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled on AFN.net because I may have a part two of sorts featuring yeah. content and comments we have not yet used from Jordan and Cedra. Yeah. Shameless <laughs> plug. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, and you picked a terrible week to have me on because there's absolutely nothing to talk about. Really? Uh, you know, it's it's been the slowest... (laughs) Never. There there has not been a slow day in Uh years uh, that I worked here. used to be it was really kind of slow and uh, you were really reaching to, you know, generate some stories in June and July, maybe back in 2010, 2011. Mm. But nowadays uh, you plan for things at nine o'clock and then by 10 o'clock they're old news and you're focusing on more things and Wow. Uh, by 1 o'clock, you're kind of pulling your hair out and going, Why, God, do I work at news? But um, Yeah, we love it. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's, it is a blessing to be able to tell people what's going on in the world and specifically to focus on stories uh, that maybe people aren't talking about, maybe they're not aware of. Uh, certainly, we do a lot of uh, First Amendments, uh, free exercise, religion cases, uh, those kinds of things. For example, we had a ruling uh, in the last few days about a California baker Uh, She was involved in one of those situations where she did not want to design a wedding cake for Mm. two women who said they were going to get married and they wanted her to make their cake. She said no. She cited her Christian beliefs, saying, I don't believe in that. I believe in traditional one man, one woman marriage. And after five years of in and out of court legal battles, she got a ruling in her favor saying that she did not have to design Mm. the cake. It's really interesting because this case kind of goes above and beyond The Supreme Court case a few years ago that involved Jack Phillips, Mm -hmm. Uh, he's the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop in the Denver, Colorado area. This lady, Kathy Miller, I believe is her name, uh, she owns a bakery in the Bakersfield, California area. Uh, And her attorney told me that the court kind of sort of settled that argument for her. It was just a California court. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they kind of settled the matter as to whether or not she and other people have to do these kinds of things whereas the U.S. Supreme Court did rule in Jack Phillips' favor back in 2018, but they said basically the state of Colorado was unfair to him from the get-go, therefore, uh, Mm. you know, he should win, that kind of thing. So we're going to continue to see these kinds of cases. This one won't be the last one I bring on this show, but it is one uh, to check out, and we do have that story on AFN.net.
0: Yeah, it seems like... um... I don't know how many um, wedding cake or cake-related cases there have been in the past. It seems like there's been several, or maybe I'm just hearing about the same ones over and over. But I, I, I think this need, um, we need to remember how important it is to have free, freedom of association in this country and how important that is um, for a free society, um, that no one should be able to coerce you to be associated, have your name tagged onto something mm-hmm. that goes against what you believe, um, and that that goes for everyone, not just Christians. I mean, it goes for Christians absolutely, but it um, someone who does not agree with the way we see the world shouldn't be forced to coerced to um, uh, have their seal of mm-hmm. approval on it. You know what I mean? Right. So this is an important freedom that I, it kind of boggles my mind that people would want that to be struck down in any way Um, because if it's, if it's struck down for us as Christians, if we are forced to, um, Outwardly approve of things that we don't really approve of, then the same would go for them as mm-hmm. well. It seems like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with this. Yeah,
2: that was a uh, that was a group many years ago. I don't know if they're still around or not. Uh, but it was a they they claimed to be a church. They were in the Midwest and they were known for uh, showing up at funerals mm-hmm. uh, with signs that said God hates you. Sometimes they would use terms we never should yes. ever use mm-hmm. uh, and never will use on this network. Um, and you know they, they were very ugly to people. And I wouldn't expect somebody in the midwest to design one of their cakes right uh so Mm -hmm. they should have that right as a business owner to say i don't believe in what you're doing Mm -hmm. uh i'm not gonna make your i'm not gonna make your cake it it kind of goes you know both ways here but unfortunately uh it's always the christian that's Mm -hmm. expected to cater to uh and never a person of another faith or no faith it's always the christian Mm. that gets persecuted and brought into court
1: I mean, you look at, like, a Muslim business, and you wouldn't expect them to, like, if you have a Muslim-run restaurant, mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect them to serve things that go outside their religion. Sure. So if I went in and they're like, well, I'm sorry, we don't serve that, I'm not yeah. going to, I have no right to get mad. yeah. Right. You know, like, well, you won't serve me. Well, we won't serve you that. So, I mean, in in a lot of these instances, too, with these businesses, the owners are okay with serving these people. Mm-hmm they have no problem serving these people like for other events mm-hmm. and some have oh, yes. like have th- like these are not like new customers for some of them it's repeat customers but then when it came down to the wedding day mm-hmm. there's they they just said i'm sorry i can't in good conscience do this it mm-hmm. goes against my belief system mm-hmm. but any other event you have i would be happy to make you your cake i would happy, happily provide your flowers mm-hmm. just not this one
2: right Yeah. In the case of Jack Phillips, he offered the couple that took him to court, uh, he offered to make them anything that was on the shelf. He just wasn't going to design something Mm -hmm. uh, for them, similar to this, uh, this lady in the Bakersfield area. And what's always funny is the media always makes it out to be like, you know, Jack Phillips was the only baker. In, in his town, or she was the only cake artist in Bakersfield, California, which look up the population. It's no small town. Yeah. Uh, you, you can find somebody else. And oftentimes these people are polite to their customers and say, you know, I don't feel comfortable making that. I'm not going to make that, but you can go down the sh- street to so-and-so's. They'll right. be happy to help you out. Unfortunately, that's not good enough. These kinds of stories, they provide me job security, but I've got plenty of other things I would like to talk about mm-hmm. and I can't cover because we're having to cover these stories, which I think everybody deep down kind of sees okay this shouldn't even be an issue but mm-hmm. unfortunately it is yeah another issue to um, to bring up or another news story to bring up is this um well let me back up sure. a few few shows ago we talked mm-hmm. about how um maybe in this economic climate this could be an opportunity for you to find ways to help somebody that's in need mm-hmm. uh and this time of year is when churches start to get together and they maybe figure out what they can do as part of a new ministry, maybe what new ministry can they try to form and launch in the coming year, that kind of thing. Uh, I would highly suggest, if your church doesn't already do it, and I understand some churches can't do this because of the size of congregation or maybe the space or whatever, uh, but if you do have the means and the congregation, I would consider offering some sort of tutoring um, situation mm-hmm. because in the last few days, we had what's called the nation's report card come out from the education department. And basically all the kids uh, in many schools in fourth and eighth grade are way behind in things like math and reading, basic yes. subjects. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are tomorrow's leaders. So we need to figure out ways to get these kids caught up. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, the reason why math and reading scores are plummeting is because kids were out of school for a long time, starting Mm -hmm. in spring of 2020. Some kids didn't go back until well into 2021. Uh, Those that were doing remote learning had a hard time with it. Maybe they had never done it before. Maybe they didn't have the technological capabilities to do Zoom and stuff like that. And as a result, a lot of kids are behind. It's an unfortunate situation. Everybody's mad, Mm -hmm. and we all want to blame this person or that group, and there's understandable reasons for that. But I think we, the people, we, the (coughs) body of Christ, can also maybe put our heads together and say, how can we help minister to the kids in our community um, mm-hmm. even if they're going to schools uh, that we don't agree with or associate with or pay for or whatever. I think there's a way that we can get something together to help these kids.
0: That's an excellent point too because I would have never thought about, there. there is a way to combat um, the harmful uh, worldview that we see being indoctrinated into children in many public schools, government schools. Um, and that that is by the private tutoring. And mm-hmm. I know, I mean, that sounds like a lot of work and it is a lot of work mm-hmm. it is a lot of work to to carve out time out of your own you know day to sit down with kids and or or teenagers and and to go over these subjects and to spend time with them but think about this you don't have yet anyway you don't have those um rules that a school would have where you're not allowed to evangelize you know you would if you're sitting in your living room or in their living room or wherever you're you're meeting and you're going over math you're going over history you know literature whatever you the door is open to have these kind of conversations um or or even if you're not going to have a conversation to say something or to even act a certain way that maybe they've never seen before they've never experienced before And that can be a a way to uh, disciple someone who otherwise would have never crossed your path and a way to affect your community.
1: And this is literally something that almost anybody can be involved in of any of any age. Mm -hmm. If someone from your class doesn't get a subject, but you are grasping it you can help Mm -hmm. them. So teenagers, you can get your kids involved. If, you know, if they have friends at school or friends in the area who don't understand a subject as well as your, your child does that, that kind of teaches them like, Mm -hmm. don't look down on them. Help, help mm-hmm. make them better yeah. so sit down with them and explain it I'm, I'm thinking of my time in uh, college algebra <laughs> sitting in the back of the <laughs> class crying like just sobbing every day uh-huh. and it was like my friends that were in the class with me they would be around and helping me I didn't well they well, they tried to help they me tried. <laughs> they tried yeah. yeah. it just my brain does not grasp algebra but mm-hmm. you know they would be the ones sitting around me and they're like okay this is okay from class today that we did together
2: <laughs> Right. <laughs>
1: stuff so i mean maybe you can get your kids involved
2: mm-hmm. yeah well, well and i also too like if you are listening to this show um and you have kids not everybody we uh you know we we kind of cater to or gear this show towards younger people but mm-hmm. some people listening do have children i think it it behooves us, mm-hmm. as my dad used to say a lot. <laughs> I always thought that was a funny word. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my dad would say, you know, it, it behooves us. Uh, and I think it should behoove us mm-hmm. to uh, make sure that our kids are prepared for the classroom. Mm-hmm. One way you can help make sure your teacher doesn't have a hard time tomorrow is to make sure that your kid is prepared for the class as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in a, in, especially in a public school situation where you might have 30 kids in a classroom, you know, she or he can't spend the entire time trying to help, you know, uh, two kids uh, mm-hmm. in, in that big room because somebody's going to end up not getting help as well. So yeah. uh, families could, you know, step it up, uh, stream a little less, study a little bit more. <laughs> um, we can all learn. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many times did you take algebra? I'm just curious.
1: I I didn't go. I I did two semesters, and then I got my job here, and yeah. this is where I've been for eleven years. So, okay. <laughs> all
2: right. Well, uh, the reason I'm I asking, took it once, yeah. technically, it took me twice. It yeah. took me two times, uh, but I finally got through it. And what's funny is, um, my wife has a background uh, teaching math. And uh, my wife and my oldest daughter, who loves math, they were talking about uh, math, and they do this sometimes at the dinner table, and I'm like, I have no idea Uh, what you were talking about. Uh And the funny thing is, like... But You know, my, my wife taught, like, 7th and 8th grade math, and my daughter is in 7th grade, and I'm thinking, like, how in the world do I – how did I pass junior high? So you mm-hmm. yourself, parents, can also do a little yeah. refresher course. Here, Here's the
1: thing. Your wife and I came out of the same school system. Yes. So probably had some of this, a good bit of the same teachers mm-hmm. that taught us different levels. Like, we just – like, everybody's <laughs> brains work differently. Yes. And um, – yeah. Mine's not a math brain.
2: Yeah. Well, and if you are one of those people like us that doesn't have a math brain, <laughs> uh, you can always get a BA in communication from mm-hmm. a public university because that's what I did well, and it required one math. And I, I think that's <laughs> a
0: good point too. So people who might be thinking, okay, well, tutoring does sound like something that I could, that's worthwhile. And, but, but, um, you know, I don't feel qualified or whatever. Well, think back. Okay. So maybe you're an office worker of some kind, mm. but you're, college degree, you have a bachelor's in English or a bachelor's in communication or a bachelor's in history that you don't use in your, you know, job. It's not really relevant to what you do for a living. Well, maybe that was God preparing you for this. Mm -hmm. You know, I did not complete my bachelor's in English, but I basically have one (laughs) Um, minus like two classes. And uh, but those classes, those courses that I took could have prepared mm-hmm. me to then turn to my own children who i'm going to homeschool but also to any other um, people who might cr- come across my path as a uh, opportunity mm-hmm. to help them yeah.
1: yeah well i'm i made a solemn vow to a college professor that i wouldn't try to teach math to anybody so <laughs> if i get married i guess that falls on the husband or i'll have to hire somebody
2: right yeah well the other uh, topic i brought up today and this is not going to ever settle a debate, but it is something we <laughs> see pop up on the internet uh, this time of year. That being, should Christians celebrate Halloween? Mm. Everybody's oh. got an opinion on this, yeah. uh, <laughs> and understandably so. Uh, but uh, I found this blog, it was a related blog, and it's from several years ago on God questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they point out, uh, Scripture does not speak at all about Halloween, but it does give us some principles on which we can make a decision. Mm. For example, it says, in Old Testament, Israel witchcraft was a crime punishable yes. by death. Uh, the New Testament teaching about the occult is clear in Acts chapter 8 the story of Simon shows that occultism and Christianity don't mix there's more examples from the book of Acts involving uh, a fortune-telling girl that lost her demon powers when the evil spirit was cast out by Paul and it goes on to say so should a Christian celebrate Halloween is there anything evil about a Christian dressing up as a princess or a cowboy and going around the block asking for candy Mm -hmm. no there is not Are there things about Halloween that are anti-Christian and should be avoided? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I will admit, this is kind of a a touchy subject uh, for a lot of people. Maybe some people are getting uncomfortable now going, oh, where's this show going? (laughs) Uh, I I think there are some good points here. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly, there are some things... I think people should avoid. There are certain movies we don't watch in yes. our house at any time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loathe uh, commercials this time of year because oftentimes it's some zombie or dead person trying to sell me something, and it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought Halloween was kind of weird. Yeah. Um. So I'm not the most fun loving Halloween person. Sure, yeah. Uh, but you know, some good points. There are some ugly worldly things about halloween Mm -hmm. but if you want to go around and try to see if your neighbors will give you a snickers bar i don't have a problem with
0: that yeah for instance um a lot of churches in our area and other even companies will do a trunk or treat kind of Mm -hmm. thing uh, or fall festival as churches like to call it um where it's essentially that part it's Mm -hmm. the okay dress up as something fun and come get some candy and maybe you know play a few rounds of cornhole it's 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 a very benign has really nothing to do with halloween whatsoever Um, so yeah, I I think in, in my opinion, yes, that is, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I know that even there, there might be people who, who disagree with me on that, that anything to do or anything remotely related to Halloween is, is anathema. You don't, you don't do Mm -hmm. it. Um, and I, I do think, uh, if someone wanted to have a really deep conversation about it, if you look at the history of Halloween, um, the, uh, I believe it was the Catholic church at the time. Uh, what they did was they took this Celtic pagan holiday Mm -hmm. and they turned it into something that had some sort of biblical significance. And I know that is also a debate whether or not Christians should even do that kind of thing. But it was more of a... At one point in time, it was more of a way for Christians to remember uh, saints who had already gone to be with the Lord, mm-hmm. and to honor them, to visit their graves, to you know remember uh, saints and family members who had already walked with the Lord, and now they are uh, present with Him. And that might be something that even if you don't celebrate a holiday. You could even use that as an opportunity to teach your children about uh, the saints, you know, teach your children about uh, heroes of the faith mm-hmm. and uh, use that as an opportunity to remember them even. so I- even without touching the whole, you know, Halloween, there's, there's still an opportunity there, I think, when people are all around you are talking about death and everything's themed on death. <clears throat> Talk to your children about death, you know. Be, be honest and say, hey, this is what the Bible says about death. This is what the world says about death, and there's a big difference. I mm-hmm. think it's a great discipleship opportunity.
1: Yeah, and teach them the aspects of Halloween that mm. that have come in that are dangerous. Yes, that are dangerous to partake in. Um, I, as far as that go, I, you know, if your child wants to dress up like Paw Patrol or whatever,
0: <laughs> how did they, you know? <laughs> I, you know,
1: I have I have little nephews, yeah. and they they love Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. um, and or whatever they want to like that. I. I think that's innocent enough. I don't really think that's any harm, but I do think if you're a parent, that it is your job to uh, have discussions with them about mm-hmm. the good and the bad in all parts of life. Yeah. So
2: Absolutely. Well, and, you know, it shouldn't just be a Halloween that has you talking to your kids about all sorts of things. We strive on this show mm-hmm. uh, for you to share truth and apply scripture. Don't just... Make a holiday be the reason, you know, why you got together to discuss stuff. These kinds of things you can talk about with your kid on March 5th Mm -hmm, or, you know, December 1st -hmm. or whatever it may be. Uh, You know, there are some worldly things about other holidays. Uh, You know, we as Christians aren't told to have a Christmas tree. Right. Um, You know, I mean, there's a lot of things throughout the year. Um, you know that we, the people, we, the body of Christ, kind of do that. Maybe have worldly mm-hmm. uh, backgrounds to them that we don't even pay any attention to, just because. Well, it's always been that way, right? Um, so it's a it's a good point. You talk about um, you know, talk with your children about death. We've had articles mm-hmm. uh, on that yeah. kind of thing uh, in the past, and we'll continue to do so. Uh, and so, you know, it is an unfortunate situation. You will no doubt. Probably have this conversation with somebody in your church or in your community, somebody you know, maybe in your office, what have you, uh, in these coming days. Um, but um, you know, it's it's something to think about, and that's why I brought it in. I just I know mm-hmm. it's kind of a touchy subject, and not everybody wants to talk <laughs> about it. But mm. if we don't talk about it, we're never actually going to maybe improve on the situation. Right. And you take something that's negative and do turn it around uh, into something that's positive. Yeah.
1: I think also though, if you do have a negative view of Halloween and you don't want you and your family to celebrate that, that's also Mm -hmm. okay. I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, if you just have a conviction Mm -hmm. that the Lord has laid on you, that you shouldn't celebrate, then by all means follow that. Yes, I I do want to also say that is also a time to share with your children and Mm -hmm. kind of talk, Talk with them about it. Don't mm-hmm. just leave them. Too many times I see parents leave their kids in the dark about the decisions that are made in the house, mm-hmm. and sometimes your kids do need an explanation, or they're gonna just grow up going, "I don't know why, but my parents wouldn't let me do this or yeah. do that." You know,
2: or they resent you for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's important. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. One other story that has kind of gotten lost in the news cycle, and understandably so. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened in the past few days. Uh, Hurricane Ian. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people in Florida. Uh, that lost their homes, lost their businesses, Mm -hmm. lost their livelihoods due to that powerful hurricane uh, that hit Florida a couple weeks ago. Uh, Maybe longer than that. Uh, Unfortunately, one of the things that happens in the news is big storms come along and everybody goes and everybody's doing the aerial footage and they got drones in the air and the president comes to town and he's kissing babies and shaking hands and all these other things that presidents and politicians (laughs) do. And then uh, a few days go by and literally it's as if it never happened. People... People literally forget, oh, yeah, they had a hurricane. Um, Certainly the people in Florida didn't forget. They're still dealing with that, as are a few ministries like Eight Days of Hope, Samaritan's Purse, and a few others. Uh, And I bring all this up because... After we get past Halloween, then you get into kind of the Thanksgiving season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you get into Christmas and stuff like that. And maybe, uh, you know, we began talking about how you can organize some sort of tutoring program at your church. Certainly there are Sunday school classes, uh, youth groups and what have you uh, that are old enough and maybe have the resources to go and help an uh, Eight Days of Hope or a Samaritan's Purse, one of these organizations, Rebuild. Mm. Uh, again, a lot of people forget about these people. Uh, and if we didn't remind you when Eight Days of Hope announces, hey, we're going to go back and help all these people, you would completely forget mm-hmm. about it. Uh, you can still go to the websites for things like Eight Days of Hope, uh, figure out when they're going to be there, uh, what you might need to bring. And, you know, bad weather happens all over the country. So um, mm. what could happen between now and Thanksgiving um we we don't know. It could yeah. be a tornado somewhere, but there are some ways that you can help share the love of Jesus Christ uh, by showing up and helping somebody out in their time of need. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you can't physically go yourself for whatever reason, uh, I'm sure that organizations like that would love your financial help and mm-hmm. your prayers. Yes, and and word of mouth sharing and telling other people about them if you think other people might be interested in getting involved.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, well, eight days of hope has been a ministry that we've worked with and highlighted over the years, mm-hmm. and I'm, every time uh, Steve Tiber comes mm-hmm. and, and and talks to us, gives mm-hmm. us updates about it, I'm really just blown away at the amount of impact that they have wherever they go to help. And I remember we had that uh, t- tornado here in Tupelo, and they came mm-hmm. and helped out here, and I could and I saw them firsthand uh, for the first time, and I gotta tell you, it's a it's a ministry worth uh, working with and worth supporting if you can't be there. Uh, hammer and nails yourself.
2: Right. And, you know, you don't, that's the thing. Like, um, if you're anything like me, you're not a handy person. Okay. <laughs> you find a way to, to call somebody to fix it because you have absolutely no idea uh, what it is. Still mm-hmm. learning the difference between a Phillips head and a flat. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But anyway, I'm um, so <laughs> like, just going to let you go. Yeah. Just don't call it
0: plus and minus. <laughs> yeah. And minus. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: bottom line, uh, you can have a lot of skills or no skills. Mm-hmm. Eight Days of Hope and Samaritan's Purse, what have you, even the Red Cross, they'll find ways to, uh, to work you in if you can if you can pick up and push a wheelbarrow mm-hmm. if you can form a, an assembly line and pass uh you know shingles up a, up to somebody on a roof um, you may you be know. serving food to the workers yeah. or whatever yeah eight yeah. days of eight days of hope uh, for those that are not aware they have like a, a massive food truck and they've got like this trailer where you can like take a shower and all these you know it's it's not just um a little uh, organization anymore. It's It's been amazing to see what mm. God has been able to do. And you can be blessed if you uh, take someone else's needs into consideration and find a way to help them through one of these organizations. Absolutely.
0: Well, we are out of time for this yeah. episode. So thank you so much, Chris, for being on with us thank today. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And if you want to get your letters to persecuted Christians all around the world, go to engagemagazine.net. You have until November the 4th. So Alrighty. come on, get those in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture.